Hello and welcome to the Manifesting Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Amber Tallarico, founder and creator of the What It Takes documentary and now online platform. I'm so excited to bring this podcast to our community that offers education, motivation, and inspiration. It's my mission to connect education with mindset techniques so that you can manifest the career of your dreams. If you love this episode, make sure to give us a five-star review and feel free to take a screenshot on your phone to share with your social media and tag us on Instagram. I want to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors, EI School of Makeup, where artistry meets industry. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this podcast. All right, are you ready to manifest the shit out of your career? I sure hope so, because I know I am. Let's get on with the show. Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome back. It's been a hot minute. (laughs) I'm so excited, though, to release the second round of the Manifesting Makeup Artist podcast. And I had a little bit of a hiatus period due to the release of my brand new membership, the What It Takes Inner Circle. And oh my God, I can't even begin to tell you what a dream come true this is for me. Um, It's literally been something I've wanted to create for the last like three or four years. And what I've done is I've created an affordable membership for artists where every single month, There's new trainings about business and or mindset so that basically they can live the career of their dreams. And it's insane what has happened with the current members. Like I'm blown away, honestly. Like I had this vision, you know, for what I wanted the membership. And of course, like I had every intention to help change lives of makeup artists and, you know, help get them to bigger and better things and live the career of their dreams but I'm like blown away at how fast these girls and guys have seen results so one of our members Jenny shout out to my girl Jenny had a period of like a lot of anxiety and depression you know of course because of COVID lockdowns and through taking part in the membership during that entire period almost well I wouldn't say the entire period of time but almost a very good portion of you know, the lockdowns and whatnot, she actually got through it. And she got through it with her fucking chin up. And first of all, I'm so incredibly proud of her. I love you, Jenny. You are so fucking strong. And I am just, I just love you to death. And now, after going through a lot of the content and putting things into place, she is booked until April 2021. I remember she reached out to me and she was just like, I'm so scared. I don't have any work right now. And I just, you know, told her some things that I felt like she should do to get her mind back on track and her mindset just a little bit more aligned. And the girl's now booked until April 2021. Like how incredible is that? Another member after her first month of joining was able to quit her full-time job because she started getting so many clients on just like her side little hustle. And she was able to make significantly more money and quit her part or not her part time, her full time job, because she was making so much more money with her side job with what she wanted to do, like being more freelance, like how incredible is that? And another member got her union days, like the list goes on, I'm not going to sit here and be like, 
and this person and this person like obviously I would love to but I can't even tell you how proud I am of each and every single member that's in the inner circle um because it's just like I love it I just love everything that you know is coming to fruition for these artists this is literally a dream fucking come true for me (laughs) this is exactly what I set out for this membership to be so anyways if you are interested at all in joining right now our doors are technically closed however because you're a podcast listener you get access to this so head over to www.whatittakesfilm.com forward slash inner circle and use coupon code podcast 50 and you'll get 50% off of your first month. All right, now on with the episode. (laughs) This one, you guys, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. You all know her work, Mimi Choi, aka Mimmels. If you are not following her, um, she's at Mimmels, M-I-M-L-E-S on Instagram. You need to follow her if you're not following her. I feel like if you're listening to this, you probably already follow her. And if you don't follow her, I can almost guarantee you, you know her work. She's actually from Vancouver, Canada, and she is the pioneer of the illusion makeup artist genre. Or not makeup artist, but makeup genre, just in general. She's been a global brand ambassador for major makeup brands like Makeup Forever, Kryolan, MAC, Mayron, and her work has also been featured on, you know, in publications and shows, music videos, and most notably the last Met Gala. And here's the thing, you guys. This, this by far was the most inspiring interview I have done. And I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. Every person I have interviewed has been extremely inspiring. Like legitimately, if you're going to be on my podcast, it's because you're inspiring. That's why I invite anybody to be interviewed is because I find something about them extreme extremely inspiring but Mimi like I got chills no joke probably a hundred times when I was interviewing her and of all times I feel like this particular interview you know there's a lot of stuff going on I think that this is such a good interview for everybody to listen to when you are really really feeling down and you were just like I want to feel like I'm on top of the mountains. I want to feel like I'm on top of the goddamn world. And this is this is that interview. <laughs> like, you're going to feel like a new person. Like, she is absolutely incredible. Mimi's story, actually, of how she became a makeup artist is really beautiful. And I cannot wait for you to hear about it. So, I'm going to shut up. Let's get on with the show. Hello, Mimi. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Amber, for having me. I'm so excited to share my story and to chat with you. It's going to be so much fun. Yes, yes. I'm very, very excited. So let's go ahead and start at the beginning, as, as I usually do with these interviews. How did you get into makeup? Well, um, it's a very long story, actually. I was not a makeup artist um, at the very beginning, actually, of my uh, adulthood. Um, After university, I was actually a preschool teacher, a Montessori preschool teacher for three years. And I actually changed my career at age 28 to become a professional makeup artist because I just didn't feel um, 100% Uh, fulfilled in my last career and I felt like I was not completely happy and then um, I just remember one night my mom was you know asking me 
um, whether I would be happy being a preschool teacher for the rest of my life. I guess moms know their daughters best. I, like when I, whenever I was stressed out about my work, I would go home to paint my nails, draw little de details on my nails as kind of a therapy. And my mom just thought that I was always stressed out. And she asked me that one question and it changed my life. And I told her, you know what? I don't think I'm going to get 100% happy, but I think I'm going to be okay. And my mom just told me, you know, um, you're 28 years old. Can you imagine if you're burnt out now, how you would feel when you're 50, when you're 60? She's like, you know, why don't you consider taking a year off to do something that makes you happy, learn something completely new, or um, go back to school or something, just take a year off. And that's when I started exploring art. I've always been interested in um, art, but I've never really had any arts background. Um, you know, people always ask me if uh, I could do their makeup for their wedding or um, grad or things like that. And I, I would always be very surprised because I had no professional training and people would always want me to do the makeup that I do on myself on them. So I've actually had experience doing makeup on clients as a preschool teacher before. And my mom suggested, she said, why don't you explore makeup school? And I remember the next day after she talked to me, it was Saturday, I didn't have work. I went to Blanche McDonald, which is a Vancouver uh, makeup school that I Googled up the night uh, before and I had a tour and I fell in love and I was just like, you know, life is too short. I'm going to try something new, take a year off and learn something new. And that completely changed my life. I quit my job as a teacher and entered makeup school in three days. And I remember as a student sitting there um, in the classroom among girls who just, a lot of them who just freshly, graduated from high school I was asking myself what are you doing Mimi like you left your job and you're learning something completely new but as soon as I picked up my makeup brushes and started working on faces I felt like it opened up a side of my brain that I didn't even know exist before and every day I've just become happier and happier and because it's such a passion of mine my goal always has been to improve for myself from yesterday and it has it has not changed for seven years. Every day, I'm just trying to do looks and makeup better than the day before. And um, it seems to be a very simple goal. But if you keep working at it every day and try to be better than yourself just a little bit every day, day after day, seven years later, that's how I create the work that I do right now. It didn't, things don't come to me overnight. It's a lot of hard work, passion, and persistence and practice. And I'm really grateful that I got to uh, do a, a, like I have a career that is also my hobby and my passion. And I truly feel blessed every single day. Wow, that's amazing. I had the chills like the entire time you were sharing your story. That's amazing. Thank I love, you. Yes, you're welcome. And I love because I have a, a very similar story. My mom essentially took me out to eat and essentially did the same thing. So oh. I definitely know that feeling of when your mother is telling you like, hey, I'm I know this as your mother, like what, like think about this as pursuing. So I love that that you had a similar experience with your own mother. 
Yeah, I'm really grateful um, that my parents have always been very supportive. And you know, coming from a traditional Chinese Asian family, it's uh, like as a child before I was always very afraid to voice what I truly wanted to do. I wanted to choose a safe path just to not worry my parents. But in the end, my parents just really wanted to see me happy and to get that approval from my family to just go ahead and try something new. Um, that really gave me a lot of confidence to to make that big leap, and it's it's very scary at the beginning to change to make such a drastic change at age twenty eight. But I mean, it's truly my passion, and in a few years, just because I've been so passionate and persistent with uh, working hard and everything, um, things just come together. Just because every art piece that I created is authentic, it's from my heart. I truly love doing what I do. Yeah, I love that. And we actually had a question coming in from one of our followers that um, while we're on this topic of, you know, you teaching before you got into makeup, Mm -hmm. they wanted to know if during this time of, you know, when we were in lockdown, did you ever have a point where you thought about going back into teaching? Um, No, actually, (laughs) I haven't. I I teach makeup all the time. Um, During this lockdown, I've actually taught more more than 10 master classes, online master classes. And, um, and I'm a makeup educator. So right now I'm uh, focused on teaching makeup. But in terms of um, if the follower is asking me about teaching children, of course, I've thought about that. I still love children. I have a strong passion for children. But during this lockdown, uh, I actually really haven't had much time to think about other options of, uh, you know, of my career, because I've been actually very busy doing work on um, online and at home. And I'm very grateful that I actually started out doing work on myself on my own face, so I can easily do work um, at home these days for clients for digital campaigns and things like that. So actually, this year has been very, very productive for me. And even though, of course, I miss traveling and teaching overseas, but uh, it's a different uh, style of working and I'm um, getting a bit used to it more used to it now and obviously I would love us to get out of the situation as soon as possible but it's all about adapting for me and um, and just keep going and staying positive oh yeah that's beautifully said I love that so next question I have for you is obviously your artistry skills are just like out of this world did you, oh, you. I know you yes you're welcome did you mentioned taking some art classes correct no, I have not. Yeah, so you just went to makeup school, not? Yes. Okay, cool. So it's makeup school. Okay. And so with that being said, because your artistry skills are just like, as far as illusion makeups go, are so well executed. Where did you, did you just, um, it was just like a self-taught thing? Like, how did you perfect your artistry skills in that specific niche? Well, I went to makeup school seven years ago with Blanche O'Donnell and it, uh, the school had all the different levels of uh, teaching like fundamentals, beauty makeup, fashion makeup. I learned all of that, including prosthetics, so I could do character and stuff like that. But illusion makeup was not something that was directly taught to me. I had the basics of makeup, just basic beauty makeup and everything. But illusion makeup was something that I started exploring myself in 2013, Halloween, when I was a makeup student. I wanted to do creative makeup. And at that point, illusion makeup wasn't even a thing. But I realized that using um, shadows and liners to create depth and lift 
um, really, really fascinated me. At the beginning, I remember the first illusion makeup that I've ever done was Halloween 2013 when I did a cracked face using just two eyeliners, black and white liner to um, mimic like a shattered, broken glass face. And um, the result uh, was very, uh, I think, shocking to my parents, especially because I came out of the washroom. My mom was shocked and she's like, what? You look broken. And I posted it on Instagram and uh, it was reposted and pinned all over Pinterest and people start recreating it. And that was my first ever creative illusion look. And that motivated me to keep exploring this style. And to me, I was just like, you know, if I could use just two products to create this depth, depth and this kind of like trickery to the eye and people thought that I was broken, just imagine adding a little bit of um, eyeshadow next time to blend it out or to soften the edges using high, uh, like a concealer or something like that. So as I said before, it's just every day adding to the last look and making it a little bit better. So from two eyeliners, the next time I looked at my work, I was like, okay, how do I bump it up and to improve it? I use four products, then I use six products, then I use a little bit more tools, and then obviously my techniques and skills build. And seven years, it's just keep building on my last look and keep self-improving. And illusion makeup was something confusing to me as a lot of people see it nowadays. I don't have any arts background, so everything was through self-exploration. My biggest teacher is nature. I look at things and I look at shadows, natural shadows of my surroundings. I go, if I go on a, uh, to a walk um, in, the na in nature, I would look at textures of a tree, of, uh, uh, of you know, sand, of uh, water, like how the waves, the highlight, um, how the water reflects um, under the lights and stuff like that. All these things are guide, like guidelines for me with illusion work. And every day I'm just trying to mimic reality as close closely as possible. And if you look at my work from six years ago, five years ago, it's nothing like the work that I do now. It's just through trial and error, looking at it and realizing what didn't work and what works and next time how to improve it and just every day trying to be better. And this is how it became how what it is right now. It's no magic. It's just keeping like uh, my practice going and uh, constant doing trials and errors with my work. Yeah. So a lot of practice. <laughs> yes. Yes. Lots. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What was your favorite makeup that you've done so far that you would say is either, whether it's your favorite or your best? Um, well, it's really hard to answer this question because I have done literally thousands of looks. Each one is very special to me. But to be very honest, you know, my signature style of blurry faces, multiple eyes, multiple features have always been a personal favorite because it's a type of look that jumpstarted my career. Um, in 2014, 2015, it's uh, when I started doing those looks that uh, went viral on the internet. And then, you know, artists from all over the world uh, started, you know, uh, you know, mimicking this style and it, it, it went viral. So it, it, it is the type of look that jumpstarted my career that I constantly love to keep doing just because I love painting uh, realistic eyes to see how much I've improved over time. And um, so multiple eye blurry faces have been my favorite. And then some of the iconic looks that I've done would be uh, like the mask, 3D mask looks I've always loved. Um, uh, you know, melted face. Um, I really enjoyed doing the shelf face a few years ago, which I put my favorite 
uh, objects in my illusion shelves on the face. And that took a long time. That took over six hours. But it was very meaningful to me because the objects that I put in the shelves uh, meant a lot to me. So yeah, um, every look is special to me. And I, I really can't pick a specific one. But obviously, last year when I did um, a look from Ezra Miller for the Met Gala, which was an extension of my multiple eye look, was very, very special to me because it was the first time at a celebrity rocks illusion makeup on red carpet. So that was extremely meaningful for, for me and um, for my career as well. Oh my God. I remember the moment that I saw that and I was like, I know for a fact that that's oh. Mimi. I, it has to be. And then I like researched. I'm like, it was, I knew it was her work. It was, so, I, I was, I was like, just so excited that your work was brought to the Met Gala of all, you know, like red carpet events is such a big event. So, oh my God, I was so, so excited to see that. Oh, thank you. It's, it was, I was very um, happy that I got that opportunity and grateful that he trusted in me, but everything just came together very quickly. It, he called me like a week before the Met Gala and just, we didn't even have a trial. We just went ahead and I just painted that spontaneously on him, knowing that he wanted a kaleidoscope face that I did on myself in 2018. That's all I knew. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. And actually, I was going to ask you when, okay, so you went from kind of doing stuff, um, self-application, was it a really, um, was it hard as far as like the learning curve to go from working on yourself to doing illusion makeup on others? No, to me, it's no different. Uh, uh, I always um, design looks catered to the person that, uh, that I am uh, painting on. So whenever I do makeup on a client, even if it's an illusion that I've done on myself, like a similar illusion, I would tweak it and uh, according to the person's personality, um, to the job, the you know what is required of me. So I never really repeat looks. But in terms of difficulty, um, it's the same to me. It's a face, right? And the reason why I, I paint on myself a lot is because I'm always available and I'm always inspired at midnight when nobody's a model for me. Like I can't call up anyone to 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 sit there as my model. And that's why I love practicing and painting on myself. But um, as a professional artist, I am very used to, you know, uh, doing makeup on other clients, be it illusion makeup, beauty makeup, fashion makeup, bridal makeup. I do everything. And uh, I just love a uh, variety of different faces. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I, def I love that you pointed out that um, you're at all times available. <laughs> so sometimes yeah. if you need to practice, like just practice on yourself. Exactly. That is why I'm always my, my canvas is because I always want to paint and I'm the only one who is always there for myself. So that is why. <laughs> the next question I have. So do you, um, how do you balance being a working freelance makeup artist as well as um, doing your self application for your um, kind of your social media and your following? Well, um, first of all, obviously, I would make sure that I have all my um, work for my clients um, scheduled and focus on doing those first. But in between paid jobs, um, whenever I feel inspired, I would paint on myself. And for me, I don't see a, um, like a difficulty in the balance between my freelance work and my self work because I, I constantly want to paint. The only problem that I see with my balance is my work-life balance. 
because pretty much my whole life is just painting, painting, doing makeup all the time. So whenever I'm not doing freelance work, uh, most of the time, 90% of the time, I would dedicate my time to, uh, you know, painting on my face, practicing, exploring new concepts. Uh, and, you know, I'm so passionate about my work. And these days I've been actually trying really hard to find a better life work balance because I work too much. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is, that is a really, really hard balance to, mm -hmm. to have. It's especially, and I, I personally just you kind of like felt this for during the lockdown. Cause I was like, wow, I didn't have really a life balance. I was just strictly work. And then when, exactly. you know, it, we were presented with basically we couldn't go to work. I was like, wow, I was not taking care of myself or I was not, you know, nurturing friends and family. So it's, it was very uh, eye-opening for me. Um, mm. So I love that you're, you know, very open about that. You know, it is life and work balance is very, very hard. Yes. Yes. It is very hard. And I think for us, I, um, it's important for us to know that if we take care of ourselves, our health and our well-being better, our work is going to come out better too. And it's something that I'm learning every day to not push myself so hard every day and maybe dedicate um, time to family, to working out, to um, eating healthier and things like that. That's going to help our work in the long run, I think. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. there was a question that came through um, of one of our followers that they wanted to know if you have any ways that you particularly like to deal with stress, whether it's through meditation or working out or anything like that? Like how do you personally essentially deal with any stresses that you come across, whether it be in your personal life or, in, you know, your work life? Mm -hmm. Well, um, well, to be honest, painting does relieve stress for me, but if the stress comes from my work, um, I, if I feel sometimes a, a creative block, every artist sometimes feel that way. I would try to take a day off from doing art and take a walk in the woods or, you know, hang out with my family, see my parents, go back to my fa uh, parents' place to uh, hang out with my cat and um, just do things that is not makeup related, maybe watch a movie. Sometimes um, I get inspiration from other sources like film, photography, um, um, like before uh, the lockdown, when I was traveling, I would always go to museums um, to kind of um, give me new inspiration and kind of refresh my brain when I feel like I'm constantly just doing makeup. But seeing art of, of many different um, mediums and sources uh, would give you new perspectives in your creations. And so I feel like whenever you're stressed about, you know, if you have a creative block of, of stress about work, I, I always get, um, take a day off from that work and do things that are completely different. But for me, my number one stress relief, um, thing would be painting. So that, that is why I, I mentioned that it was really hard for me to have a work life balance because I feel like it's almost like a vicious cycle. Like I work, I get stressed and then I want to work more to relieve that stress. So I don't even know how to get out of it sometimes. Yeah. It's just work, work, work. Yeah. Work. <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's like a cycle, never ending cycle. Yes. Yes. So, um, oh crap. I, I had a, a, like a piggyback question off of that. Um, gosh, it's gonna, it just left my brain. Um, but I love that, you know, you, you do have to like take some time just to kind of disconnect yourself. And mm -hmm. I do the same with movies. I love like, even though it's, 
it's not a form of working, but you are, you almost are like in that work mode. She's like, Ooh, that would be fun to do a look like that. Or, yes, you know, yes, or like do yes. some research on those looks. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, do you have any favorite movies that you have kind of gotten some inspiration from? Um, not really, to be honest with movies, it's very strange. I get inspiration from quotes in movies. Like sometimes I would go through, you know, a website to look at, uh, you know, um, certain uh, famous quotes from movies that bring up emotions. Um, that always, words always actually really, really inspire me to do, do looks. And even with uh, books, a lot of times I don't read the entire book, but it's a feeling that I get from a certain sentences or certain pages that was shared to me that I come across, then I get a certain feeling. And for me, I almost build a whole story in my head through those, that one quote and one sentence. And I, I build from there. So um, to be honest, because these past few years, I have been um, so focused on doing makeup and um, creating work that I haven't actually watched a lot of movies. But lately, actually, in terms of watching things that really inspire me, I started watching the um, Michael Jordan documentary um, on Netflix about his journey, how he started um, in his basketball career and his drive and his willpower to succeed and um, his competitiveness was very, very inspirational to me. He is an exceptional person, always striving to improve on his own skills and to um, his, his kind of uh, goal to win every time and his intention to win every single game was so super inspirational to me. And I, the first time I discovered the documentary, I sat there for five hours and watched so many different, epi- uh, so many episodes all at once because it was just mind blowing. And it gave me so much energy to, to create work after. I, I've actually been wanting to watch that. I, I remember coming across it and being like, oh gosh, I know that I have to like set time aside because mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch the whole series if I just like start it. So, um, so but you really enjoyed it. Yes. No. Seriously, I trust me. If you watch it, you would not stop. It's like seriously. I the whole time my eyes were just wide. Every word he said was just it was so relatable, and but you can just tell he's an exceptional person. He just would not allow himself to fail. And if he fails, he uses it as a lesson. And it's such a positive kind of energy where his drive to perfect his skills and his craft was just, I've never seen anybody talk like that about his passion. And that was truly, truly inspirational. And I t- t- really recommend that you watch it. Oh, I definitely will. It's on my, it's on my, my list. I'll definitely yeah. watch it in the next couple of days, actually, because I have some time <laughs> off. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of fun watching that. Yes. Yes. Lots of inspiration. Um, so coming across the last question that I have for you, what advice would you give to someone who wants to pursue illusion makeup artistry? Um, one advice that I would give is I think that's very important um, for makeup artists, not just illusion makeup artists, to kind of create a signature style uh, of your own. Um, I know illusion makeup, the genre is still quite fresh. You know, when I started doing it six years ago, nobody was really doing it. But um, as I was, you know, 
exploring this style and my work started getting more popular and stuff like that i've seen a lot of illusion artists coming out and kind of recreating my looks and things that have already been done and um i think it's very important for artists if you want to stand out and create a brand of your own and to um create your own style is to build a unique style where um, it's not recreating other people's work but to draw elements of what you like and enjoy from other people's work and um, turn it into your own style signature style where when people look at the work they don't even have to look at your name or your face they already know it's your work then you've got become successful and i think that's a huge problem in the makeup industry these days that um, i think a lot of artists there's so many talented artists but people are always so afraid to to fail they always try to do things that is already liked that they know people are gonna like because it's already popular out there um, i think it's important to follow trends but it's also it's even better to create your own trend than you become the pioneer and founder of a particular style. And I know it's in every single one of us. It's just, I always tell my students, break through that fear and that comfort zone of, um, I think a lot of people are blocked by their fears of failing, maybe people not liking their work, but if you don't try, you never know. And when I started doing my surreal work, when it was not like nobody's ever seen that, that, that kind of stuff before, I didn't know if people were going to like it. But all I care was creating art that I like. And if people like it, that's a bonus. If not, then I just use my Instagram as a platform of my own art. If I like it, that is the most important. And people see through that and they embrace it um, like they embrace me for who I am. And I think more artists should do that is to to break out of their their fear and to create unique things that that is authentic that came from their hearts and i think that is how you become successful in your craft wow thank you such powerful words thank you for that <laughs> oh you're very welcome i'm so you know i happy to share this because i feel like more people and especially young artists need to hear this um, because I feel like this in industry is very saturated and a lot of people come into this um, industry fearful of not being able to succeed just because they know there's so many talented people out there. But talent it is in everyone and I believe every single person is, in, is their genius in their own way. You just have to let it out and not be afraid that you're going to fail. Yes, yes, I couldn't agree more. Thank you again. And really quick, Majority of people know exactly where to find you, but if you wouldn't mind, where can people find you, whether that is your Instagram, your Pinterest, your YouTube, um, any social media handles? So my name is Mimi Choi. I'm a Vancouver-based makeup artist, and I'm very, very active on Instagram. I post all of my recent work, everything on Instagram, and my Instagram handle is Mimles, M-I-M-L-E-S, M-I-M-L-E-S. And then I also have a Facebook page called Mimi Choi Makeup Artistry. I currently don't have a face uh, a YouTube uh, channel yet, but in the future, maybe I'm going to upload some sort of tutorial videos if I do have time to do it. But I'm mostly active on Instagram. So please come say hi to me on my Instagram memos. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love to share my, my daily art with you because I create a lot and I pretty much create a few art pieces per week and I, I can't wait to share with you all. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mimi. It was a joy to interview you. 
Thank you so much, Amber, for having me. It was so much fun to share my story. And thank you so much for being interested in my journey and my story. It was such a pleasure. Yes, yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, did you not love that interview? Are you crying right now? I'm sure you're crying because when I was interviewing Mimi, I was crying. (laughs) I don't know if she knows this, but I was like totally getting (laughs) teary-eyed. I love you, Mimi, if you're listening to this. Um, What an incredible human being, you guys. If you are not already following her on Instagram, which most likely you are, go follow her. It's at Mimmles, M-I-M-L-E-S. And I want to hear from you guys. What did you take away from this interview? What was your favorite part of this episode? Take a screen grab, post it on your Instagram story, tag Mimmles, tag Mimi, and tag what it takes underscore M-U-A. That's me. That's essentially my brand, what it takes. Definitely tag both of us so that we can see what you loved about this interview. Also, for those of you that are interested in joining the What It Takes Inner Circle membership, head on over to whatittakesfilm.com forward slash inner circle. And make sure that you use coupon code PODCAST50 because you will get 50% off of your first month. And you guys, it's already extremely affordable, but because you're a podcast listener, I'm hooking you up and you're going to get 50% off of your first month, okay? Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining in. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing. I love every single one of you. Remember, you are fucking amazing. You are going to do big things as long as you don't get in your own way, all right? Have a wonderful week, you guys. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Thank you.